Recording has started because we are back. We are back together again. Deep Cover Podcast. It's been multiple minutes. Uh, I've been on season long IR, um, <laughs> but you know I kind of been working my way back. You know my window opened up. I got back to practice. You know, kind of shaking off some of the rust. So you're like this, t- this, like um, like Tyus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? My knee not quite right, man. Just angry. My my my, my pot my cut my podcast game not it's not quite <laughs> right. It wasn't. I'm just not. When it feels right, that's when I'll be all the way back. That's all mm-hmm. I can tell y'all. <laughs> it just don't feel right. But here we are. Here we are. So you know, it's good, man. It's always good talking to Chris and Carrie, man, because these are my guys. And man, what a time to come back, man. I mean, who knew that I would pick? It was totally unplanned. It's not like I watched the game and it's okay. Let's do. It. We had talked about it. Like last week, like, hey, maybe, you know, we'll come back this week. Who knew that we were going to have this father-son moment <laughs> with Chris and Tylen, where he wins the game, right, in dramatic fashion. You, you just you just almost never see a walk-off punt return TV to win the game. Um, couldn't have scripted it. You know what I'm saying? You can't make this up, you know? So I know that, you know, your, your phone was probably blowing up. Your mentions, everything was blowing up because people, you know, congratulating you on your boy. Um, how does it feel? I mean, I've never, you know, I'm proud of my kids. Don't get me wrong, but I've never had, you know, a moment like that. <laughs> I mean, it feels great. You know, all of the, all of the hard work that you put in, <laughs> yeah. you know, taking them to those practices, you know, after, after your shift, long 12 hour shift at work, yeah. it just, it makes it all worth it, you know, to see, see it finally paying off. And, you know, he got his mama car first. I know mine is coming. I'm not, I'm not stressing about that. I got it. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm happy, man. I'm happy for him. I'm happy he was able to get that opportunity and and you know come through, you know, in, in a big time way. Uh, you know, calling game in OT. Uh when you you know your team back against the backs against the wall. Um that that was huge, man. And, and I'm happy for him. And and this not even just him, but this could be like one of those pivotal moments that every super bowl team needs mm-hmm. with the ravens that was the chargers game the when the, when the ravens won the super bowl that was yeah. the hey diddle diddle hey, ray diddle, rice diddle. up the middle mm-hmm. that was um that was a pivotal moment in that season and you know this could be one of those pivotal moments where they springboard into whatever run is going to be so um not only him but the team i mean you watch the wired episode and you know that's that's a family yeah you know it's it's not a it's not just oh we won great it's like every guy is genuinely happy for the other one when you see it and and you could watch wires and wires episodes of other teams of mic'd up whatever but the way that they're the ravens they pick each other up the way that they're selfless is you could tell they got a real strong bond on this team and and they all have the same thing in mind when it comes to that that championship a lot of teams a lot of players say that that's their goal but it doesn't really come together like on the field 
or off the field because you got to have both. It can't just be on the field and then off the field, you're just strangers. You could tell these dudes are really tight and these dudes have each other's back. So, you know, it, it was good to see that that moment for them and and be able to celebrate and and be there for, for a guy like like Tyler, who's, you know, gone through it. And they were so happy for him in the locker room. Man. They were so happy for him. <laughs> you could see just the love coming out from everybody in the locker room for him. And Kerry, look, man, neither you and I had a child who played in this game. But it still had to be fun and exciting, right, for you to see how that went down. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Like uh, to kind of give you all a, a kind of, you know, how we do. We pretty much talk in our group chat every. We hadn't spoke it since the last time we so it's been a while. So you know, of course, when we first jump on, we kind of trying to catch up. And, you know, try to see what each other is up to. But, Chris, I didn't have to ask that because I know just playing that uh, Bill Withers, just the two of us, on, you know, ever since Sunday, you know, since, you know, won the game. So, I mean, I didn't even have to ask that, that portion of it. But, but now, like, like I tweeted about uh, with – it's hard to find a player happier for to, to come in that moment. Uh, like just a huge play and like obviously you know this dude worries him you know what he's kind of been what he's kind of sacrificed since he got you know shifting his role and just being there to do whatever for the team so for him to have that moment to be able to come through and that was a piece that I really didn't think about and Chris um, you know said it this could be like a staple play when you look back at the Ravens season um, you know, just hats off to him, and, and hopefully, this springboard springboards him to you know making some more plays, and um, you know, you see the closeness of the the guys and how they're kind of um, rallying around each other. So it it was just just dope to see, and 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 dope to see to win a game in a different fashion. Uh, you know, win kind of a shootout back and forth kind of game uh, where, you know, they gave up a little bit more on defense than you're used to seeing them give up. Um, you know, the ring wasn't as potent, um, you know, from what we're used to, you know, dominating in that way. Um, but, you know, still going out there, making plays and, and finding a way to win the game at the end. It's funny you mentioned that because me and Denar talked about that last night when we were recording. Um, and like y'all both just said, how a play like that can be like one of those moments, you know, one of those those season-defining moments for a team that goes on to do something special. Another kind of hallmark that we both talked about was being able to win in different ways. You see that with all championship teams, right? And that's not something this team is as good as they as talented as they've been in the previous years. They haven't always been able to do that. They were somewhat one-dimensional. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they had good defense for the most part. And on offense, it was going to be the run game and Lamar. And that was pretty much it. Um, but like you said, in this game, defense, you know, giving up a few more points than, you know, what they have become accustomed to not really having a dominant run game in this game. Now, Lamar was still Lamar. Uh, that's that's the one constant that's always going to be a part of this. Uh, but even him, you know, he's doing things uh, in different ways. He's still putting the cape on because, I mean, he's just a special dude. 
but he's he's even you know doing things in some different ways than he has in the past but being able to win that game uh on special teams being able to kind of go toe-to-toe with Stafford and that Rams offense um because that's kind of the way that this game played out right it became it wasn't like ball control like they talked about with some of the other games over trying to control the game now nah, this is about scoring and like Denard said it was whoever had the ball last was going to win this game it just it had that feel and I mean that's the way it played out but Rams man they they ain't coming here to play on offense I mean they <laughs> they they're so talented like I know we talked yeah. we spoke about it in the in the group chat but um Stafford he was balling he yeah. that that might have been the best quarterback performance that the Ravens have seen so far because that dude like I heard people say like oh the pass rush wasn't getting to him pass rush was getting there it's just he's so smart. He knows where he's going. He knows where the pressure's coming from. So he knows where to throw. How yeah. to? I mean, the touchdown pass that he threw in the back of the end zone. Yeah. He he lollipoped that before before he was even out of his break. Yeah. And that that's just being smart. That's just being a you know ten plus year vet. You know that that's knowing where to go and that's high level football because he was he was balling and you know even. Even with him balling the way he was, it could have been even better if there weren't so many drop passes on his side. Mm-hmm. So yes. ma- major props to him because he he impressed the hell out of me. Puka, you know, I don't even have to say anything about him. <laughs> he's legit, man. Puka's been, ooh, <laughs> yeah, man. He's legit. Like I, I hadn't really watched him, you know, truth be told, leading up to this game. But I saw the numbers. I saw the highlights. So you knew he was putting up numbers. You knew he was doing work. But then you see him in this game, and even he had a drop, you know, kind of, kind of, mm-hmm. um, you know, an easy one by his standards. But that one, that diving catch on the side, I was like, man, this this legit dude right here. <laughs> he came up screaming. Yeah, this is legit <laughs> dude right here. And like you said, with the pass rush, like even if you're getting good rushes, and even if you're getting to Stafford quickly, Denar said it best last night. He doesn't throw to people; he throws the spots. Right. So it's hard to sack guys like that because the ball's coming out. You know, it's, it's not necessarily that the guys are open. Your secondary can be doing a pretty decent job, but he's throwing to where he expects them to be. And that's happening before the rush can get there. <laughs> so it is hard to deal um, with guys like that. And, you know, they had that year last year where I think it was kind of it was expected. I really think it was expected for them. I mean, not like, you know, we expect to be like garbage, garbage, but you knew that because of the cap jail that they were going to put themselves in by what they had done the previous years. I think that's the deal they made. You know, they all, they made that bet. They all agreed to it. Like, Hey, we're going to do this. Um, You know, put all the chips in, push everything into the middle of the table to give us the best chance to win it all. It worked, but it's going to be consequences and repercussions. And that's kind of what happened last season. But for them to turn around to be where they are this season is quickly I don't think they even expected that. I think they probably would say, hey, yeah, we we expected to be better than we were last year for sure. But to be competing for a spot in the NFC, to have a guy like Puka Nakua come out of nowhere and ball mm-hmm. the way he's balling, I mean, obviously they scouted him and they drafted him, so they they believed in him. But I, I think if they were being honest, even they would tell you, no, nah, we ain't we ain't know it was going to be like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even So all of that, yeah. like Kyron Williams, you know what I'm saying, to get a running back who – uh, really fits the way that they run the ball now. A credit to Sean McVay, man. I said last night, you know, after last year, people were probably thinking he was done. 
like, oh, he's been figured out. Patriots figured out his offense. It's never going to be like it was before. And I said, you know what? It was, it reminded me of forgot about Dre. It was forgot about McVay. <laughs> People were sleeping. They thought he had fell <laughs> off. Nah, he'd been in the lab with a pen in the pad, right? Trying to get this thing together. So credit to him for adjusting because with Stafford and the guys that he has, he's like, look, I can't necessarily do some of the stuff that I've done in the past with the other guys that I had. So you don't see as much under center boot play action, right? On the move. So that ain't necessarily Stafford's strong suit you still see under center play action but it's more straight drop back stay in the pocket or you see more gun right in the run game you don't see as much wide zone you see more duo and inside zone more downhill stuff so credit to him man for realizing like yeah i have my offense but this is what these players do best so i'm gonna adjust and kind of tweak you know what i do to to allow these guys to to be at their best and it's paying dividends so far this season certainly paid dividends when you throw up 31 and then this Ravens defense. I'm glad the Ravens face him because to face a quarterback that's you know as as cerebral and as talented as as Stafford is, and then the wide receivers that they have and the running back that they have, and then also the scheme, you know, that's gonna help them be able to make those adjustments when they face the 49ers, when they face the the Dolphins, when they face the Chiefs, if that you know, if that comes. You know, it's it's going to help them out so much because it's like, all right, we've been here before. It's it's not going to be like a, like the Titans game where we don't know what the hell to do. We don't know how to respond to this. It's like, no, this is like the Rams game. Come on, let's let's do what we what we know we can do. So I'm I'm happy that they got this this bit of adversity because you know we we all know it's it's going to come knocking. You know, mm-hmm. maybe may, maybe they. Maybe it comes this week, you know, who knows against Trevor Lawrence. Maybe it comes the week after against the 49ers, but we know adversity is going to hit at some point and you got to have those, those battle tested moments to know that, that you have the guys who can come through. Yeah. And, and shout out to Denar because Denar kind of warned of this. If you were paying attention on Twitter, maybe like the day game, maybe even two days before the game, he was talking about how much of a test this was yeah, um, for the Ravens defense. Yeah, I think he said it was maybe the biggest test they would face all um, season. Called it, and you know, if you're looking at it, you know, you got a, this six and six Rams team going up against the number one seed in the AFC right now. You know, a lot of people might roll their eyes at that, but when you think about it, like I started to look bad, and you look at that Seattle game. You know, they got a. And McVay Disciple and Shane Waldron running that offense. Ravens were ready for everything. Ready for everything. Then you got the Lions game, Ben Johnson. We know what kind of caliber of a play caller he is. The Ravens, again, ready for everything. Every adjustment, you know, they were just ready for all of it. That McVay is a different animal, man. Especially <laughs> a especially a McVay that's to um, adjust and, and bend and do some things that, like Mike pointed out, that fit the personnel that he has now. So, you know, like Chris said, uh, I'm glad they got this out of the way and, and were able to still get a win. But all of this stuff is, is useful, you know, to, to see 
um, you know, some of the some of the classic stuff McVeigh does as far as you know creating those free releases for uh, receivers and um, you know the, the the tempo and just the pace that they run things um, is just it, it, you find yourself just just you know just taking your hat off to him, man. You watching a game back and you're like, damn. That's a good rock combination. <laughs> Damn, that's a nice run. Like you know, you 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 find yourself in in that kind of mode. So, um, you know, I, I'm glad again that they were able to to pull out, um, you know, the win. And then, but um, you know, sometimes you just got to tip your cap. So you know, I, I know it's probably some people out there concerned. Oh, they gave up th- this amount of points and this and that. But another point that Denard made, they were on a long break. Mm-hmm. And that is a underrated factor. So you got that. You got McVay coming in. You got these weapons. You got this run game. You know, it was perfect storm for them to probably give up more points than than what we're used to. Yeah. But it really was. They still found a way to make the plays. And also, it's the NFL in the year 2023. Like, what what defense is dominating every right. game yeah. you know like that that's just yeah. that's not even realistic so you know to say that oh the defense was exposed i don't think it was exposed it's just one of those games like it's going to be a shootout it's 2023 like these are going to happen to end every defense yep that's just the way the game is right now and like to carry's point about sometimes you just got to tip your cap like we noted that, that system that offensive system off that Shanahan tree is throughout the NFL, right? All those guys have kind of branched off and gone off in their own separate directions and each guy puts his own little spin on it. But I talked about this last night too. I think Kyle is probably the closest to like the core system. He stays kind of the closest to it. Cause I mean, he'd been around it the longest, obviously he grew up in it, but McVay's probably not that far behind him in terms of the guys who've been around it the longest you you can talk about LaFleur, you can talk about McDaniel, you know, and then you talk about some of these newer guys like Shane Waldron. But the guys that have been around it the longest and the system, like just the Shanahan part of it, like the individual plays and concepts, that stuff even predates him. But just think about Mike Shanahan, right? We're talking about the 80s, 90s, this is 40 years, right? That this thing has been around. And then you get a guy like whether it's Kyle or whether it's Sean who's been in it as long as they've been in it, they've seen all the things that defenses do to try to stop certain plays. So they got the answer to the answer, right? You show them something, okay, here's what we're going to do. Okay, you're going to play it this way? All right, we got the answer to that. Oh, you want to do this against the run game? Okay, we're going to call this run. They've got all of that because they've seen it all, right? Um, So I think when I talked to Denard through chat about when he said that um, before the game, I was like, well, what you see? And he was like, well, think about it. These guys have seen it all, (laughs) you know what he said? So he's like, that's a test for any defense. When you have an established offensive system, an experienced play caller, and a talented QB and um, pass catchers, that's a test for any defense because anything that you throw at them, they know the adjustment. And it's just a chess match back and forth all game long. I'm going to do this. You're going to do that. You're going to do this. I'm going to do that. And it really comes down to who's going to have it at the end. And the Ravens defense, they stood up when they needed to. I mean, yeah, they gave up some points for sure, but there were situations where they needed to kind of get that stop to kind of stop the momentum and get the ball back to the offense, and they did. So, yeah, I'm not worried about them at all. I think, you know, they they were definitely rolling before the bye. I think is 
many of them talked about, hey, it was good to get to buy. It was good to get some time off, get your body, you know, get away. But it did kind of hurt their momentum. They really felt like they were rolling. So, you know, you kind of got to get that restarted again. And, you know, coming out of this game, what better way? I mean, you, you're going to obviously look back at things that you feel like you can clean up and fix. But your confidence is is like right back. You know, you're like, OK, we still we still are who we who we thought we were before. the buy. we we still that. And so, you know, now you roll into this Jag game on Sunday night again. Another good team. I want to what are the Jags eight and five, something like that. So, I eight and five, yeah, I think so. now they, I think they've dropped one or two recently. Obviously, they lost to the Browns last week. I did go back and look at that game. It's crazy what their secondary was doing. I mean, they just let David and Joku just butt ass naked running <laughs> through their secondary <laughs> on a couple touchdowns. I'm like, the first one, I was like, they didn't even see. Him. Like nobody even looked at him. When we said this last night, I was like, you know, when you see like a secondary and they have a bus and somebody makes a big player touchdown, guys start looking at each other, talking, trying to figure out who's they're not even looking at each other. They're not even doing that. Like they just totally like what what happened? <laughs> like nobody knows. They don't even know who to look at and point the finger at. It's like, hey, what happened? I know they were starting a rookie QB and uh rookie corner in that game because they had some injuries. I think they're secondary. A little bit banged up, but um, obviously that'll be a point of emphasis for them this week. They'll be like, "Hey, we gotta, we gotta get that cleaned up. We can't." Because I was like, mm, Isaiah likely, he 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 might he might have himself a game against this, but you know, NFL's week to week, and whenever somebody hit, hit you, you know, in one particular area, it's copycat league. Of course, next week people are gonna try to hit you in that same area, but obviously you're gonna try to adjust to that and and try to be better prepared for that. So. It'll be interesting to see, you know, how that kind of plays itself out. And, you know, I, hey, look, I never wish injury. You, I'm not about trying to go out and hurt other people by no means necessary. But, look, if you can tackle Trevor by the ankle, get him by the ankle, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> if you can get a little angle on there, get a little, you know, a little WWE up in there. <laughs> hey, man, the, the way he recovers, it, it looks like it don't even matter. I know because they was getting him. Brown's got him a couple of times and it looked like he was going to tap out, but he stayed That's up good. in there. I give him credit, man. I'm surprised he was even played that game. Yeah. Them angles was heavily taped up, but you know, he was out there slanging that thing around. Now he was slanging it to both sides. I couldn't, I was watching it, but I wasn't, you know, as you're watching it, you're not like necessarily keeping track of like turnovers. But I'm watching, I'm like, damn, there's a lot of turnovers in this game. Cause he was throwing it, Joe threw one. There was fumbles. I was like, man, they turned it. Up. It was like seven, like seven turnovers in that game. I was like, man, these boys are throwing <laughs> that ball back and forth. So that's another thing. You know, you can watch a game like that one week and then see a team turn it over a bunch and then think, okay, you know, you start rubbing your hands and you're like, okay, yeah, we we go. And then you know they clean it up the next mm -hmm. week. So just I'm just gonna be interested because they played the Jags just last year. And, you know, we know how that went. They kind of, the Jags kind of took control at the very end of that game and, and got a win. But, you know, they don't have Christian Kirk. I think he's done for a while. I don't know if he's done for the year, but he's done for a while. But they do have C. Reed. Didn't have him last year. <laughs> and they do have him. And he's a legit number one. Um, so you're going to have to definitely be on your P's and Q's with him. And I like a lot of the stuff that they're doing with ETN and, um, and Tank. Uh, ETM, man, he's, he's wildcat to getting him more involved in the passing game. Obviously, he's still running the ball and mixing tank in a little bit. Um, 
So that run game, you know, is 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 maybe a little bit more uh, variable than it was the last time that they saw them. So you you're gonna have to have your stuff together. I didn't mean to get off get us off the Rams game. It's just it was fresh in my mind because I just watched it recently. I mean, there's still plenty if y'all want to you know hit on that a little bit more. I mean, Zay can't leave that game without talking about Zay Odell. Mm. I mean, look, Odell. This is how you know Odell is starting to feel it. Cause he's he's just out there freestyling, like he's running his own routes. <laughs> he's doing what he wants to do. <laughs> but what's what's good about that though is Lamar and him are in are starting to get in sync with that. You know, he'd always had that with Mark, right? The whole hey, f it, Mark's down there somewhere. He had been had that, but now he's starting to get in that kind of sync with Odell too, and that's super dangerous. <laughs> super and, and, dangerous. And he's he's looking he's looking more uh, flexible out there too, like. Yeah. If you watch him in the beginning of the season, he was kind of like a little stiff, a little robotic. Yeah. But now he's kind of like yeah. a little loose, a little loose and, and more flexible out there. And that's great to see. I mean, that's I feel like we spoke about that earlier in the year. I mean, you're not you're not expecting him to be Odell in September. You're expecting him to kind of loosen up, get ramped up. And, you know, towards the end of the year, that's when you start seeing a little bit more of the flashes of of the Odell that we know. I mean, obviously he's not going to be Giants Odell, but as you as we've been seeing the last couple of games, he looked pretty damn good to me. So, you know, hopefully he just keeps progressing and, you know, like you said, Mike, him and him and Lamar, they they're getting on that page and the same thing with with Zay. You know, Zay is to to have the drops that you had that he had in in that game and then to come back even more confident because he made a, a terrific catch, sliding catch um, that he had the the defender draped all over him. Mm-hmm. And um, to make that catch, obviously the touchdown, obviously the two point, you know, that's huge. I mean, we've seen dudes drop the ball. You know, we've seen countless wide receivers come to Baltimore, you know, guys who are talented, drop the ball, never regain that confidence back. Mm-hmm. We've seen that time and time again. We've been saying it for years, ever since we started it. You know, confidence is one of the most important things for a player. And, you know, he could have, you know, tucked his tail in between his legs, but he rose to the moment and, you know, he he had a, a hell of a day. Yeah, he's got so much belief in himself. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he came in the door with that. That's just part of who he is and I think part of what they saw, right, as they were doing their evaluations and stuff of him is like that mindset of – I know how good I am, right? It ain't necessarily about going out there and putting in other people's face. You ain't got to do a whole, lot, a whole lot of talking. You just let your game speak. And you can tell that he has that confidence. Obviously, we know Odell has it. He's had it his whole career. And like you said, Chris, I think earlier this season, it was just ramping up. It was ramping up. You know, a veteran guy coming back from that injury. So, I mean, we talk about it now because you see the plays that he's making, but you almost forget how long he was off dealing with that injury. And this is still right. The first year back from that long layoff. And so the fact that he's doing what he's doing now, it's not like, okay, he's had a whole season under his belt since the injury. No, this is, this is that recovery season. And, you know, he's really starting to kind of crank it up and ramp it up. um, to just a testament to just how great he is to be able to do that when he's probably still not, you know, 100% because he's also had injuries this year. So he's probably still not 100%, but you can tell he's feeling better. 
than he had in the past. And look, even though Bateman's not getting a ton of balls all of the time, he's consistently getting open, like all game long. <laughs> it just gets open all the time, especially deep. He's just getting open deep constantly. So I was just saying something on Twitter today, like he's due for some positive regression. You can't get open that many times and get targeted on the yeah. deep balls that he's got targeted in where they haven't been able to connect. And that's not going to just keep happening that way forever. Eventually, you're going to start connecting on some right. of those. So he's next. We've seen Odell have his game. We've seen Zay have his game. The Bateman game is coming. I don't know if it's this weekend or whatever, but it's it's coming. His game is coming too because he's still first-round talent, extremely talented guy. You know, you know, sometimes that can get lost right now in what, you know, the other guys in this offense are doing. We talked about those two guys likely, you know, the play he made, keep Mitchell emerging in the running game. Oh, by the way, we got a first-round wide receiver who's a legit talent <laughs> who's also getting healthy himself. So the offensive weaponry, we've not seen anything like it during the Lamar Jackson quarterback era. So it's it's just a joy to watch week in and week out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can nitpick individual plays and say, oh, I don't like this, I don't like that. But just, you know, the collection of talent that they have right now, you know, it's – man, it's just fun. It's fun to watch them. <laughs> I just get excited. Man. You look forward to seeing the offense come out there on the field. Yeah, and, and it stands out when you think about, to me specifically, the heavy personnel. And you think about a year ago, two years ago, what that meant. And now you think about it, what it means now is just like a totally different world where, you know, you're putting it, you're putting in your heavy personnel, but you're only like true heavy is Ricard. Everybody else is a weapon like a, a and, and you talked about it today with Ricard. Ricard is a weapon, too. He's a weapon in a different way. Right. But as far as weapons in a passing game multifaceted and I like that they're throwing on early downs. But I mean, you just look at some of the stuff they can do with, uh, you know, they're, they're using Keaton on early downs. Well, you can move him all over the formation. You can do so many different things with him with jet motion. Uh, you know, on one, one side, Zay coming from the other side. There's just so many different layers to what they can do. And it's so funny because they're really still just scratching the surface of what this can be because, you know, this is still a new offense. So every week you're seeing people get more comfortable. Every week you're seeing, um, you know, different layers kind of get added to the attack. So, you know, going to continue to see this, you know, week in and week out, things get added on. You know, maybe things that don't work as well get kind of taken away. And, you know, when they reach the self-actualized version of its offense, man, it's going to be it's going to be something to see because it's, it's something to see already. So, you know, once they kind of get everything kind of ironed out, man, it, this is going to be a, a really, really tough offense to stop. Yeah, you know, that's a prime example, that that first long run by Keaton. You got Gus out there. You got Ricard right. out there and you got Keaton out there. Right. So you got your 240-pound running back who becomes a lead blocker. You get your 300-pound tight end, fullback, H-back, whatever you want to call him, out there as a lead blocker. And then you got a guy with 4-2 speed. Just get him on the edge, and he just outruns angles. And look, if and Jordan Gus Fuller, is good at that. 
Yeah, if Jordan Fuller wasn't on his horse, that's a touchdown <laughs> because he was going to outrun uh, that one guy. I forget it was a safety on the nearest side of the field. He had already gotten an angle on him, was going to run right down the sideline past him. So, you know, kudos to Jordan Fuller from getting over from the middle of the field. and take Because even his initial angle was too flat. And he, you could see him change it. Like he had to correct himself. Like, oh shit, I, this ain't gonna work. So I, yeah, I gotta get back. <laughs> if I'm gonna have any change. If he came in flat, like, oh, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and like go parallel to the side. Like, nah, 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 not with this nah, dude. You not. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, just having that weapon where you got a guy that can literally house it anytime he touches the ball, but you're doing that with your other, you know, running back on the field. So yeah, you can tell each week. They're just adding layers, adding different dimensions, kind of trying to find what works, what doesn't work. They've certainly got some staple stuff that they've done throughout the season. I'm not, I don't want to make it sound like they're still trying to figure things out in that sense, because I don't think they are. They got some core stuff that they know, like, hey, this is what we can hang our hat on. But they're still, like, unveiling new stuff <laughs> each week. <laughs> You're like, oh, wow, I hadn't seen that before. Um, so it just gives you so much to prepare for. And then you got Houdini back there dropping back, who – that's nobody can prepare for that. He's doing things at times that nobody can prepare for. Aaron Donald, I thought he had a couple sacks in this game. <laughs> he was within arm's reach <laughs> of Lamar. Yeah. Like he could stick his arm out and touch it, and he just couldn't get it. He just could not get it. And um, I guess the, the, the one the other thing I wanted to, to bring up too, because I know Chris asked about it, so I, I wanted to hear your, your thoughts. And you too, Kerry. The rotating tackles. It was very interesting, like you said, Chris. We haven't really seen it before. By and large, I, I still I don't know how I feel about it. I think it because of the way it worked out, you can say, oh, okay, maybe it was good, right? Because it allowed Stanley and Moses to be a little fresher for the fourth quarter to help, you know, close out, win that game. Makari, I never have any issue with. He's gonna come in and you're not gonna see a big drop off between whether it's he coming in for Stanley or coming for most. Fine, Lele, mm. <laughs> he still <laughs> has some plays where it was like, hmm, mm. this is, this, 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 this is, I want to say his very first one that he was on the field for. Uh, I don't know if it was Donald or whoever was across from him, swam him inside and ended up getting a hit on Lamar. I think Lamar got the ball out, but ended up getting a hit on him. And then he had one or two other ones. So I get it. They're trying to get him these reps. I understand it is very valuable for him to get these kinds of reps because I got to think they don't see him the way I see him. Like I'm not, I've not given up on him. That's I just, I don't do that. It's, he's, he's too young a guy to do that, but I, I might be a little less optimistic than they are, but I think that they probably um, feel like, look, we got to get this guy some more valuable reps and, you know, that that's one way to do it. So I didn't know, man. What'd you think about it, Chris, once you got a chance to go back and watch it again? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I mean, just on on, on him on, on um Fat Lele, um, i I've been disappointed with him this year, you know, from preseason to the, the limited reps that he's gotten before this, the reps that he got in this game. Like I was I thought he was somebody who could compete for a starting job. You know, after the the rookie year that he had, I, I mean, he looked better last year than he did this year, mm-hmm. and um, it's just not going the way that I, I expected it. But like we say, you know, it, it's it's not always a linear process when it comes to yeah. player development. 
I mean, we saw it last year with Oway. Maybe he's dealing with something. We don't know. Um, Oway, Oway this year in his rookie year is not the same player that Oway was last season. Mm-hmm. Not even close. Um, we've seen it with players like you. You alluded to, you know, definitely not giving up on him. I mean, one of the greatest example of that is Ben Powers. Ben Powers. You know, I mean, who the hell would have thought that? We couldn't figure it out for years. We was like, do they hate this guy? What, what, <laughs> why would they put him on the field? <laughs> and not because we thought he was great. We just wanted to see. Like, we don't right. see him. What, can he play? Can he not play? And then he goes on to have one of the best guard seasons that year. That year, you know, one, one, of, one of the best guards of that season and gets paid. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you never know. But, um, I mean, hopefully he can do that. I mean, and they, they've worked their magic before. I mean, we've seen it. Matt Skura. We've seen it. Uh, Rick Wagner. Mm-hmm. Ben, ben Powers, like we just said. Like we just Ryan said. Jensen. Yeah, I mean, it goes Ryan on Jensen. So they, they've worked their magic before. Um, hopefully he can be one of those, those dudes. But going forward, if they want to do that, I don't know if Makari can do it or if they're, if they're comfortable with him doing it. But I would rather see him just come in for whatever tackle they take out. You know, yeah, they, I mean, for real, he could do both, right? Because they were yeah. doing it like one at a time. Okay, let him go in for Stanley first, and then let him go in for Moses for a series. Yeah. He can do yeah. both for real. But I know they're trying to get these reps for five. That's the only reason I think you do it. Is yeah, you're trying to get both guys some rest to help keep them fresher. But it also gets a young guy who you know you, you may be counting on. Uh, sometime in the near future, some developmental opportunities. And, you know, the one thing I, I've always kind of liked about him, and I, and I still think he showed flashes of it in this game, is he's he's patient with his hands. I like what he does with his hands, but everything from the waist down is is still kind of all over the place. Um, it's still pretty inconsistent. But when he stays on balance, when he stays patient with his hands, a lot of times it's just about confidence, like you said, with younger guys, like – believing that he can get back, get out of his stands, get to his set point, and then dictate, right? I think a lot of it, he's still kind of unsure going against certain rushers. Oh, am I going to give up my edge? Or am I going to get beat inside? Don't, don't, don't. You, you can't think like that. You can't think like thing. that. That's the thing with big guys. Just be patient. Yeah. Like, let them come to you. You know where your quarterback's going to be. You know you know how far that, that, that drop back is going to be. Get to your spot. Be patient. You know, you, you're big. Like, it's going to like, I mean, he did it well against, um, I think it was a kid's name was Tyreek Smith from um, Ohio State. Ohio State yeah. They had a edge rusher and that was probably one of his best games where he, and he was just patient that whole game. He was like, no, I'm not going to let this dude get on the edge. Like I, I'm going to stay right here, hit my mark and use these long arms. And, you know, he's going to have to run this arc and, you know, I mean, it's easier to do that against a guy like Tyree Smith, Smith than it is Aaron Donald, obviously. <laughs> For sure. But um, you know, it's I'll, the same. It's the same approach. Yeah, just get to your spot. I mean, we saw Orlando Brown do it. Yep. You know, we we saw him. He probably had worse, like worse athleticism than <laughs> than uh Falele had. So. Uh, I'm still holding out hope for him, but it, it, this season has not been promising for the big fella, unfortunately. But yeah, he, he but there's a lot of tackles <laughs> in this draft. 
Oh yeah, a lot. Um, yeah. but you, you I wish I wish the Ravens had some of those tackles for this game coming up because the Jaguars <laughs> got, some, got some edge rushers, man. They do. That did stand out to me when I was watching Josh Allen and um, Trayvon Walker. Trayvon, you know, obviously being the first overall pick, there's a lot of expectations that come with that. And, you know, he was he was pretty raw coming out when he did. And I think he's still kind of on that developmental track. But the athleticism clear as day. Right. Always has been. Still is to this day. And Josh Allen is just a nasty dude. So man, he reminds me of Suggs. Josh Allen. Yeah. He reminds me a lot of Suggs. So you got and they, get, yeah. they got a couple interior guys too. Like I didn't look up everybody's name, but like ninety five, keep your eyes on him. Ninety nine, keep your eyes. They got some interior dudes who can who can do some work uh, at times too. So yeah, it's good if they go back to that rotation and you you get one of those matchups with uh, with Big Dan out there. It's it's, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Uh, but look. Uh, you know, I'm going to be respectful, right, of, of folks' time. Listeners and Chris and Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we got anything else that we want to hit on, we can wrap this bad boy up and then, uh, you know, get up out of here and you know, see see what we see what we do next week. Oh, is that a tease? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I need to stop doing that. Because <laughs> as y'all know, I am super unreliable. <laughs> I need to stop. I need to stop doing that and just say, "Hey, I'm day to day." Look, people, just before I sign off, before we, before we get up out of here, I'm just gonna be honest with y'all. I'm struggling. Your boy is struggling. I'm old. The podcast game is not an old man's game. It's a young man's game. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hanging in there the best that I can, but I'm I'm just, I'm, I'm struggling across the finish line right now. I'm just like. Some has jumped on my back, and I'm trying to get into the end zone. Them last 10, 15 yards, and it's it's killing me. <laughs> it's killing me right now. But I'm trying to get there because I do like you. Like we talk, a serious note, like you you guys have both said this year. I do feel like this this team has the opportunity to do something special, and I don't want to miss out on that because I'm tired and want to go to bed. I need to be a part of that, right? Because this don't come around often, especially if they make a you know play any kind of playoff run, but. Like a real shot at being in the bowl, that don't come around often. So uh, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, put the big boy pants on, and uh, we 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 gonna try to get this thing across the goal line, right, and take it as far as it'll go this season. So now you, yeah. you got to rest up, man. You got to rest up for the Super Bowl run and for Brazil. <laughs> oh Lord, <laughs> <laughs> Brazil. You know what? I'm. I'm just. We're gonna put a pin in that. We come back and talk about that at another time, because that's a whole another conversation. I'm. I'm trying yeah, to keep. We, yeah, we might. We might go another hour. <laughs> we I'm, talk about I'm, Brazil. I'm trying to keep my children. I'm trying to keep my marriage. You know, there's a lot of things that that are in play uh, for a Brazil trip. <laughs> hey, look, that's a perfect note, right? When you start talking about you're gonna lose your wife, perfect note to uh, yeah. probably end the podcast. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, we appreciate y'all, man. Thanks for hanging in there. Thanks for everybody who reached out, who's been like, hey, when y'all going to do an episode? When y'all going to get back in, man? It just feels good to know that people are listening, man, and they, they appreciate what we do. And it's really these two guys that make it possible because like, like y'all just heard, I'm, I'm struggling. But they've been they've been supporting me, pushing me. Say, come on, man, let's get this thing together. You know, take your time. Take care of whatever you need to take care of. But whatever you, you, you're right, you feel, you feel ready, let's get back out there and do what we do because, you know, the streets, the streets need us, man. They need us. Carrie say it all the time. The streets, the streets be calling. 
So we gotta we gotta yeah. do our thing. But appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate everybody for that. And uh, you know, hey, I'm day to day. Are we all? All right. Mm -hmm. Talk to y'all. <laughs> <laughs>